Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Friday, and we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip the tea. What's up, Al Reynolds in the pink? And what's up, Funky Dineva in the black? Hey, fellas. What's going on, what's Claudia? What's going on, Al? You looking good over there in your pink, brother. Hey, you guys wore the colors earlier last week, so I was like, let me, let me spice it up a little bit. Let me... Let me do a little color too. A little oh, you're in Houston, there. right? I'm in Houston. Yep. Uh, my best friend came out here and um I went to go also meet uh our new boss over there in Houston. And um I'm gonna hang out. I'm hanging out. I'm checking out my another city in Texas. So yes, it's not as hot as when you were here. I think when you were here it was like 105, it's like yeah, 95 today. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So crazy, you crazy. know how the boss meeting go. I shall. I too shall. early to ask for a raise, right? <laughs> no, it's never too early to ask for a raise. I, I don't think so. Yeah, Funky, how was your week with Dish Nation? Oh, my God, my week with Dish Nation was amazing. We had a great time. You know, the, the most memorable thing is a lot of you guys know, uh, you know, me and Tamar didn't get along for a lot of years. Uh, we didn't, and this was the second time that we got to uh, work together. The first time she filled in for you, it was virtually. Um, but we actually got to work together in person this go around and the chemistry was great. So much so Tamar was on her live when I walked in a couple of days ago and she was like, you know, Funky, all the fans say they want you and I to be friends. And I'm like, well, Tamar, we should have been friends. People that know us in common always said that, you know, had we not been going back and forth with each other or whatever our issue was that we probably would be good friends. So shout out to Tamar Braxton. I had a great time working with her, Jesse Wu, Gary with the T. And I'm gonna tell y'all one other thing too. Um, I'm gonna be very transparent in this moment. Gary with the T will always be very special to me. Um, Gary did something this week that a lot of people don't do. And a, a lot of times people don't pour into younger talent. I make it no secret. I've never been a big jewelry person. And uh, Gary took me shopping. He said, you know, you got a little bit of money right now. You know, I'm going to show you what pieces you need, what pieces you don't. Um, he, Jerry, Gary took me jewelry shopping. Um, I bought a few pieces. I picked up like a big chain diamonds. He was like, uh-uh, you can't step out there like that yet. People going to think it's fake because they don't know you for jewelry yet. Get you this little piece, daughter. Get you this little piece. And Gary spent about three hours with me taking me jewelry shopping, making sure I got all the right pieces. And he taught me how to ease into this jewelry game. So shouts out to Gary with the T for taking the time to pour into me. I really appreciate it. And that's the kind of person Gary is. When I was uh, on the Ricky Smile show, he definitely put an arm around me and looked out, took me to some spots. And actually, he did the same thing with me well, I was already into Julie, but he took me to his spots where he definitely knows where to go. He will yeah. find you a deal. And um, oh, yeah. I, I, he had with all my deals. Yeah, no, he will. I got a nice tennis bracelet with him. I bought uh, an antique diamond and gold ring when I was like, he's really good at that. And he'll find you a nice deal. And he wears quality things. I love Gary. Gary, we love you. And we'll never forget you were one of the originals of TGIF right here on Fox Soul. All right, y'all. What's up with y'all's weekend? Y'all got any plans? I got a birthday party to go to some other social engagements. But other than that, you know, I'm so glad to be back home. I've been on the road all, in Atlanta all week. I'm just outside of the birthday party. I'm just going to try to rest and chill. Al, what you got? You got you got anything planned this weekend? No big plans this weekend. I am preparing. I'm traveling next week. So, um, yeah, no big plans. I'm heading to New York Sunday night. And then off to Middleburg to Sheila Johnson's family reunion. 
Oh. Um, with Chef Kwame, who is that renowned young African, oh, he's not, is he African American? No, he has a Haitian background, I think. I'm not sure. But anyway, I'm going to taste all his great food. He's doing a partnership with uh, Salamander and Sheila Johnson. So I'm super excited about that food and wine experience out at Salamander in Middleburg. Virginia. Very, very nice. I'll let you know if I'm in New York again for breakfast cup. I might be. If I, I am, we'll do it like the old times, Al. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> one night, one night, one night only because oh, you go too go. hard and I won't be able to make it to work messing with you out. I don't get tired ever, like ever. Mm. All right. Are we drinking today? Are we still unlocking and not drinking and, and trying I to am get unlocking my better self? Y'all already know, baby. And it's been working, bitch, bitch. I got it's been working. So I'm unlocking my better self tonight. I'm on hot tea today, so that's it. Okay, well, I'm going to drink later. So, all right, I guess we ain't drinking no more on TGIF. All right, let's get into the show. According to Candace Owens, Kanye West is unstoppable when it comes to cancel culture. After performing on stage with Travis Scott, Owens tweeted, Kanye West cannot be canceled. The fact is very mystifying and frustrating for some to understand. And she added, what didn't create you cannot destroy you. Do you agree with Candace tweets? And I hate that we talking about this heifer again. She's annoying. Al? Oh, Claudia, why are you calling me first? Please <laughs> don't tell anyone I'm agreeing with Candace. But when she's right, she's right. Um, when I think about what she said, I think that I'm going to live an example of what Candace said. What didn't create you cannot destroy you. As you know, the media, my past relationship, the industry and so-called friends all created such a gross negative narrative around me that in all intents and purposes was to cancel me. And thank God for Claudia. <laughs> thank God for Fox Soul. Thank you, James DeBose, for believing in me and giving me a chance. Now people get a front seat to the real me. And that real me shows you that, hey, it's not what they made me out to be. So in this case, I agree with her. What didn't create me definitely didn't destroy me. And it's also good that people can like, you know, you can have a period of your life where whatever happened, whatever it was. But do we have to be defined by one thing our entire life? Like, do we have to really like, can we can we can we have uh, a full life and not just be judged by one episode in the series? Because that's really what we need to talk about. Right. Because like we've all had our our times where there's been some things. Right. And God forbid we get past those things. Let us live. So, yeah, happy to see you, Al. Q, what you think about this and Candace? I, I, this is my second time agreeing with her in a couple of weeks, too. I'm like, what is happening in the world? You know, I feel just like Al. And, you know, I'll leave you with the old adage, a broken clock is right twice a day. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> she's right. But here's the unfortunate thing about Candace. And when you're dealing with these house Negroes, per se, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like, it's like, okay, she did this good deed. And it's she said something that, the whole black community can actually get behind for once, but it's just a shame that I can't take her sentiments for face value that I'm over here in the hedges, side eyeing her, trying to figure out what's the angle, what's the agenda, what's the what what, because we know that she always is doing the dominant culture's bidding. So I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, you know, he's dominant culture friendly because like the stuff that he's been okay with saying about black people, like he's done their dirty work. So it makes perfect sense that she'd have his back because Kanye ain't been Kanye since for, for quite a while, I think, you know what I mean? But yeah, you're right. There's probably some other nonsense on the heels of this. Mm-hmm. Anyways, hopefully we don't have to talk about her anymore because she's annoying. All right, what are starting to we are starting to see more details unfold about the thugs who started the brawl in Montgomery, Alabama. But nothing can top the memes of the white folding chair that hit the social media waves. Here's a photo of Harriet Tubman with a folding chair. <laughs> a photo of uh, Dr. King's monument with the folding chair. Yes, I'm here for that one. And the classic painting from Good Times featuring the folding chair. That chair is everywhere. Listen, I'm going to ask y'all what y'all thought about these memes, but I'm going to tell you what. I spent a large part of a night just, you know, when I need to be up early, looking at social media and Black Twitter. It was hilarious. What y'all think about this? I think the memes are hilarious. I think the one with Dr. King and the, the, the photo is the, 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 uh, the white chair on the white monument looks the most realistic and it looks like he would be holding that. And I love that this white folding chair 
has really become our answer to the Confederate flag. I love it. I love that we now have a monument that sends the same damn message to them. And then we get to be like, no, I mean, it's just a folding chair. This is just what we sit at sit on at the cookout. You know, the way they like to use the flag and say, oh, I'm just proud to be a Southerner. No, this chair has no meaning. It's just what we Black people sit on at the cookout. It doesn't have any meaning. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm waiting for some Black young millennial Gen Zer to get rich because they, they painted a picture and Puffy brought his ass to Art Basel and bought it for $3 million. Chair on, my brothers and sisters. Chair on. Right. All right, Al. <laughs> to me, although the memes are funny and Black people are rejoicing, it, it, it's it's really a little bit more serious than that, right? To me, this resonates that, that we as Black people, we have Black strength in face of white brutality. That's what this represents to me. And I love the fact that we're socializing it into all of our Black culture, um, iconic um, statues, our iconic uh, portraits and stuff like that. Just like the Afro pic, you guys know about the Afro pic. It represents collective identity for black Americans. And it, just like the Afro pic, it rejects oppression. I didn't know that the Afro pic meant that our hair grows up while you all's hair grows down. And that way you could, we have a collective identity that we're not gonna support the oppression that you're trying to put on us. So for me, that chair says the same thing. It states that we stand up and not lay down for white violence, period. And about time we fought back, cause I'm like, when are we gonna, I was sick and tired of seeing us get beat up and shot and strangled and choked and all this kind of nonsense. So hopefully again, it's a movement and not a moment. Okay, let this be a movement and not a moment that we get over in two weeks because, you know, we good for that. All right. Speaking of the Montgomery brawl, Stephanie Mills shared on social media that she will throw a charity concert to cover the legal fees for the Riverboat Heroes. I love this. How everybody's um, and everyone's donating money. Lawyers, black lawyers are volunteering their time offering to work pro bono. Now, Mills tweeted, I don't condone violence. <laughs> Do we have to still say that? I, I'm ready for us to stop. <laughs> she said that okay i sometimes do okay however there are exceptions i will go uh do a charity concert for the heroes with legal fees i stand with us would y'all be here for this charity concert funky damn, i see you already expressed it. it is and did okay and let me tell you something miss um mills if you need an ursha i will come gladly be an ursha i'll be your pa I'm waiting for the rest of the divas to join on board. I will pay $500 for a ticket. I will promote. I will even get up there and sing. Okay, because the girls know I've been going. I used to go to Kimberrell, but I don't like her no more. I've been going to Miss Jan, and she got my vocal cords together. I will even sing. I, I, I come in. As a matter of fact, Stephanie Mills people, Stephanie Mills people, I will come in and take Teddy Pendergrass place and feel the fire. We'll do a whole nasty duet and I won't even charge y'all the booking fee. Just cover my travel, put me in a residence inn with a nice continental breakfast and I will be okay. But yes, I am here for the charity concert. I am waiting for, let me see, who's got a black? I'm waiting for the Zeus Network. I'm waiting for All Black Network. I'm waiting for Byron Allen. I'm waiting for Tyler Perry to put up the money for the logistics. And then I'm waiting for all the other artists to get on board as well. The LaBelles, the Meek Mills, all the social justice warriors out there, Ben Crump people. Yes, yes, and yes. All right, Al, what are your thoughts? Look, that that small woman has the heart of a line, and I love it. You know, Stephanie Mills has always been unapologetically Black. Uh, she's always been consistent on her blackness and her Afrocentric ways. And I love that about her. She's very, very verbal and vocal about black issues. And for her to step in this space once again, like she always has, is very commendable. Salute to Stephanie Mills and let me know when you have it, because I would love to be in attendance. He GIF is going to try to be in the building for this one. I'm just going to say it right now. All All right. Right. We volunteer our services to host it. No, no fee. No Let's fee. Now. Let's do it. No fee. We there. We listen. Stephanie, we as people get it together. We are there. I'm going out on a limb. 
But we're we going to talk to the Fox Soul people, see if we'll get in the air on the concert. May, not making no guarantee because I just work here. I don't run the office. But I'm sure we can figure it out. We'll talk to Joyce and figure it out and make it happen. <laughs> Coming up next, we're taking a visit to a state that's removing Black people. And later, Lizzo is facing more sexual assault charges. Find out more when we return. Oh, damn. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to all the soulmates in the chat, keeping it live and popping. We appreciate y'all. Hit that like button today and hit it tomorrow when you watch the replay. All right. Whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories out of the state of Florida. That's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida. Claudia, before you start talking, doesn't that music just sound so cheesy for Florida. It's like the horrible 70s porn music and you know something bad's about to come up. <laughs> it's appropriate. I mean, bad porn, bad acting, uh, a, a disease is most likely to get caught. There's drugs involved, the bad wig. That's Florida, so I think it's quite perfect. Governor Ron DeSantis' administration has officially banned AP uh, psychology due to its teachings on sexual orientation and gender. I'm telling y'all, there's tea in this man's background because he's so obsessed. I don't know if this is just about Trump supporters, y'all. It's too personal at this point. Don't y'all think there's something to this? Every day you wake up thinking about trans and gay people. Funky. Yeah, you know, Claudia, to your point, you're absolutely right. Because the polls have shown that what Ron DeSantis is doing is not working in his favor. Yet he's still doing it. So you're right, Claudia. I actually stand corrected because in the past on this show, I have said he's trying to follow in Donald Trump's footsteps. But this man is so lost in the sauce that even though he's behind in the polls and the, the numbers are showing that this is not working for him, he is still digging this hole deeper. Claudia, I stand corrected. And I kind of now agree with you. It is some dangerous tea in his background. I think he's behind in the polls in multiple ways or the Ooh. polls in his behind because he is Ooh. trying to hide something. I'm telling y'all, he's clot. There's something. I'm going to go ahead and say, I think this is not the opinions of y'all or Fox. So I don't want y'all to take this. I think he is fighting some demons. He is fighting really hard, really, really, really hard to hide something. Because why do you wake up every single day thinking? How? It, it, it doesn't benefit you. Like you said, it's not helping him in the polls. Al, what do you think about this? You know, I think Ron DeSantis is running an authoritarian state in Florida, and, and, and it should be illegal. And not only does he have a hard-on for the mm. LGBTQ plus community, but he also has a hard-on for African Americans. Um, a, a scholar, a PhD a professor has stated that students are likely not going to be able to read the likes of James Baldwin, Toni Morrison, Ralph Ellison, and even Richard Wright, which are all the fundamental pillars of African-American culture, African-American culture for the citizens and especially the black citizens and, and residents of Florida. Where's the outrage? I keep saying this over and over. Where's the outrage? Parents should be doing sit-ins, teachers should be doing walkouts. Something has got to change. He is messing with our history, and it simply isn't fair. And I don't mean just Black history. I mean LGBTQ plus history as well. It's unbelievable he has this much support in Florida. Florida's not an all-white state. Like, what are y'all doing down there? Well, I wouldn't know, baby, because I don't stay in Florida. I already told y'all hoes where I live, buddy. I live in Miami, so I don't know what them girls in Florida are doing. I'm just like y'all. I'm asking, what the Florida? Okay, I don't know. I don't I'm know. Need, I'm going to need city girls to stop sitting. I need hot boys to stop being hot. I need people to, and the, the Latinos that think they are getting white adjacent or getting in the whites' good graces by acting like they're not voting against their, their own interests, best interests, to get on board. Because you're not going to like, if this guy gets another term or even becomes president, which he's not going to, um, he's going to be, that state is going to be, it's already getting unrecognizable, but it's going to look really, really, really scary. It already is. 
All right, y'all. Florida man is facing a slew of charges after breaking into a Florida church and baptizing him in the church's pool. Derek Porter reportedly caused approximately $8,000 worth of damage, and he apparently loaded various electronics, including a television and a computer, into his truck, along with the church's money bag. Funky, um, I see you haven't been able to defend your state lately. Before, you was coming for us hard. You was like, oh, I, I'm going to defend this. What say you? Well, you know what? This defense hinges on one detail, mm. and that detail is, did he baptize himself before he put the items in the truck or if he baptized himself after he put the items in the truck. Now, if he did it after he put the items in the truck, then he should go to hell, okay? But if those items was in that truck and then he went and baptized himself and gave his life to Jesus, there was nothing left for that man to do but to drive home with that stuff in that truck because that stuff was already in there. And this was the new him driving home. And, and, and the act of it getting in that truck was already forgiven by the blood of Jesus in the water that had washed his sins away. See, a lot of times y'all don't understand. A lot of break-ins and burglaries and robbings and stuff is going on because the people lack a spiritual foundation and they're looking for love in Jesus. They're looking for love in Jesus. And this man is an example, okay? You can find what you're looking for in Jesus. And the police need to be ashamed of themselves in the name of Jesus because this man was just trying to find his salvation. And they got in the way. He took them TVs and them electronics so he could continue participating in the church. He could continue. girls be so fake when y'all start talking about not the biggest heathen on this show talking about giving us a sermon on Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of my father, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Al, please take us out of this this cesspool of debauchery and fakeness here. Because funky doesn't even. Right. You know the best part for me is thank goodness they found drugs. on him. In fact, they found methamphetamine and other drug paraphernalia, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Because that explains, A, why you're being a thief, you're being a heathen, and you're being a good guy at the same time. He baptized himself, but he said that he felt a hand come down from above and hold his head under the water. That one took me out. But the funniest part about this story is when the cops came into the church, the canine doc, the, the canine dog that was helping them survey the, the the church where the robbery happened jumped in the baptizing water. <laughs> so maybe there was something about that water that was calling heathens. Uh, yuck. So then the person that goes after going to have dog hair all in their baptism water? It's, a, it's all blessed. It's all, that's blessed water. Mm-hmm. Those waters from Lake Minnetonka. Okay, they don't know the waters is blessed. Jesus, uh, God is there in germs. Oh my God. Y'all, I'm sorry, soulmates. You know what? This is an older story, but it's beyond hilarious. A Florida man was arrested back in 2018 for driving under the influence, but, but told officers he was only drinking at the stop signs and the stoplights and not while actually driving. So technically, he wasn't really drunk driving. He was only drunk at the stops, Funky. This sounds like something I can see you saying to the cops. Well, listen, my client should be relieved, okay? Because on a technicality, the charge is drinking and driving, okay? If I was stationary when I was drinking, it ain't our fault that the Constitution didn't take into account semantics, okay? If he was not, if he was stopped, you can't be drinking and driving. He was stopped and driving. The last time I checked, that ain't a crime. Go ahead, Alan, educate him about well, you know, Q, uh, that 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 would that would almost work if he was charged with a DWI. Okay. If he was charged with a DWI, which is driving while intoxicated, maybe you can argue a little bit about stopped and drinking. But he was charged with a DUI. So in this case, his little tricks doesn't work because DUI is driving under the influence. So even though you stopped at that stop sign and then consumed alcohol, when you went through the stop sign, you're now driving. Under see, the- wait a minute. The law just played the game the same. The law just played the same word game and the, the, the semantic game that he did in his defense. So since both of them playing the same game, I think it should wash. 
Hey, I, I need some good excuses to get. I got when I, I drove down to Houston, I, t- I was like, let me take a road trip. And and, and I, I love the, the drive down here. I got pulled over, speeding my ass off. Today? Yes. I in got, the Bentley or the Range Rover? In the Range, the Range the Rover. I was oh, like, was I just got it. Bentley. I was like, I just got it. And it has a lot of power. I didn't realize how fast I was going. He was like, and I don't give a damn. Yeah, I, got, I was going 95 and a 70. Don't oh yeah, yeah. You 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 was almost that's in, reckless driving. That's almost felony. Super speeder territory. Right. Reckless driving. But in Texas, it's like the speed limit seventy five. It's like wide open free. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna talk to y'all about some better excuses. I might need a defense L because <laughs> I can't use funkies. It ain't gonna work. All right, so coming up, new charges filed against Lizzo, and later find out why Donald Trump goes off on another rant when we return. Ugh. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, guys, Lizzo is currently facing more sexual assault charges. According to reports, six new allegations have made it to the desk of lawyer Ron Zambrano, and they all concern a sexually charged environment and failure to pay employees. All right, first of all, y'all surprised, and do you think this will impact her career? I know the Made in America Festival has already been canceled that she was headlining. The same as a lot of things, but Al, what do you think about this? Yeah, Claudia, you know, this isn't looking good. I mean, it's becoming less and less refutable the more and more people come forward. Now, this is six additional. So six additional is hard to kind of just shoo away with a statement. Her camp has got to be feeling the heat right now. And to be honest, if I was working with her in a crisis publicist position, I need to hear less from Lizzo and how she feels and what she thinks. And I need to hear from the other backup dancers. And I don't need back. I don't need the instructors. I need the other uh, full figured backup dancers to come to her defense and explain to us what these nine allegations really mean nine allegations funky what do you think about this you know I don't, a- I don't know what to do i i don't know what to do right because i i think back to the bill cosby situation where you know a couple people came out and were saying stuff and we had a knee-jerk reaction it was like no 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 and then you know a lot of it turned out to be true we now live in this protect black women's space. We live in this, especially, you know, uh, be sensitive to Lizzo because of all of her fat stuff. So we we always walk on eggshells when it comes to Lizzo and we're very careful and we, we, we treat her with kid gloves, you know, and I don't think anyone wants to believe it, but I am sorry. Do you know how hard it is to convince this many people, especially people of color, to get on board with one lie and, and, and one person don't spill the tea or go rogue or give something to a blog? I'm sorry. We got to give Lizzo the same heat that everybody else get. I am willing to disallow 60% of the people that are saying things about Lizzo, but then she gonna have to explain away the other 40%. And disallowing 60% is a big margin of grace. I'm sorry, but everybody is not lying on you. Everybody's not lying. I I just refuse to believe as a reasonable, level-headed person that everybody's lying on you. And, you know, it's it's hard to, um, to get lawyers to take your case seriously. Especially when they don't get paid up front. They don't get paid up front. So they only take cases that they know they can win. Listen, I've had some legal issues and I've had lawyers that did not charge me up front. The agreement was when we win, I will get my money in the back end. And they would only take the case if they knew that they had a slam dunk case. I don't know many lawyers that want to put in that many hours of time when they're charging three, four, five, six, seven hundred dollars an hour for a case that they don't think they can win. You know, and prosecutors, they don't want to waste their time either. They 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 rely on having a, a good record so they can get, you know, stay stay in their positions. So uh, it's not looking good, like y'all said. All right, a California mother has been arrested after being accused of filling up her baby's bottle with alcohol to stop the seven-week-olds from crying. What are your thoughts on this craziness, Al? 
I don't know what's going on. What the world is, is in the massive ghetto. Mothers, what is going on with these young mothers? One, some mothers are killing their baby with, with fentanyl. Other people are slipping cocaine in the baby bottle. Now we got alcohol. Oh, this is so sad. I, I hope it's, I mean, I'm hoping that it's postpartum related. I hope she was at her wits end. But at the end of the day, I really do think that we need to bring back home economics in our school system. Um, do you got, I'm probably older than both of I am older than both of you, but back in the day, they used to have a class called home economics. And that was- I remember. You remember that? So they, I had home in middle school. Yeah, home, right. So they used to teach in high school, you know, young women and men how to cook, the appropriate way to set tables, and also how to deal with kids and babies, especially in our school district, because there was a lot, you know, if that was going on. I think they need to bring that back and they need to teach parents how to parent, especially these new parents, and how to handle certain things as it relates to having a child and a young kid um, in, in their household. I, I just feel like these young parents need to be taught how to handle you know, these types of situations that's driving them crazy because resulting to drugs and alcohol I mean, that just ain't it. Your life is ruined forever now as a parent. You probably won't ever get that child back. And if you do, it's going to be after an extremely long period of of what? Uh, counseling and, and doing a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. What do you guys what do you guys think? I agree with the whole home economics thing and, and just kind of getting back to how some things used to be done. I, in some ways, I'm glad with technology and how we've evolved in certain areas. Right. Because, it, you know, there was some cavemanish things that we used to do. But there also is some value in some of the good old fashioned values that used to raise our parents. Like I have a great mother, you know, and, you know, even though my father wasn't really around like that, like he was a hard worker. I will give him that. You know, he he never beat us. He, he, you know, never did any of that kind of stuff. And I just feel like I don't know what's happening right now, but it seems like when we got to a place where a participation trophies trophies for everyone, B not wanting to offend anybody with anything. No one can like really tell it like it is. Some people need to get checked about the things that they do and their behavior. Right. And I feel like we gotten so far away with, well, I can't say this. I can't do this. I can't do that. We need to go back to spankings. We need to go back to have responsible parents. We need to go back to have, I, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm old school like that. Like these new kids would never get away with the stuff we would get punished for back in the day. Like they, they, these people having kids and creating the, these little monsters and these horrible parents. I don't know. Whatever happened to like walking the baby, you know, rocking the baby, you know, walking the baby, rocking the baby, singing to the baby. Whatever happened to calling your grandparents or your sisters and say, hey, a tooth is coming and he won't stop crying. What do I need to put on? Whatever happened to putting like a warm cloth in the child's mouth to settle his stomach? I, I don't know. I'm just making and this. Um, in worst what? case scenario, a little bit of Benadryl, but to put right. a whole bunch of vodka in a bottle. Yeah, like get them drunk, they'll pass out. Hugh, what do you think? I, I don't know. You know, it, it's it's never an appropriate time to give a baby alcohol. And Al, you're from the country, um, so you know. I remember when old folks, when you were teething, they put a little gin or something just on the finger and on their on on a baby's gums. That's old, old, old Southern country remedy. But even that's not appropriate by today's standards. Right. But, Outside of that, I'm not with giving no baby no alcohol. Can you imagine? Like, I can bear, I'm like a light drink, a, a, a weak drinker. Like, I can't drink drink these hard liquor. You putting a, a liquor in a bottle for a baby to suck on and just think that it's milk. So who knows how much it consumed? Out of control. Oh, man. Our world is so ghetto. I did not expect this when I was younger. Did y'all? Mm-hmm. I thought this era, like late thirties, forties, fifties, like that's when things was like calm. You know what I mean? Like not much really would throw you off. Now it's like every day it's like being left speechless with. And it's funny because this next story is even worse. (laughs) Oh, what happened? A doctor by the name of Zalan Chang has been charged with drugging, raping, and filming the sexual assaults of a string of women, including patients at the prominent New York hospital where he practiced. A total of 50 new counts were brought against him earlier this week for sexually abusing three patients at New York's Presbyterian Queens Hospital and raping three other women in his home. Imagine. Now you can't even be comfortable with your doctor. Any thoughts on the sixth story, Al? This is horrible. Like, this is horrible. And there's countless other victims. 
Ooh, if I, I, I would want to see all his cases reviewed at the hospital. I would sue the hospital. I would sue the trust of the hospital. I'd sue the foundation of the hospital. I'll sue the doctors. I'll sue the unit. I'll sue everybody that I possibly can for this sexual perverted individual sexually assaulted me while under the care, because that's what hospitals are supposed to be. They're supposed to protect that patient at all costs, and they have failed at this. Sue them all and review his daggone um, past cases. Because think about it, these are only people that have come forward. Mm-hmm. Let's think about the ones that are too ashamed. Right, right, good point. Q, what do you thought? You know, there are, there are certain people that we are conditioned and socialized to give blind trust to. And I think the doctor is the highest one. I think you give more trust to the doctor than you do your own parents, so on and so forth. And to now tell somebody, me, you know, that now you can't even trust the doctor. You go to get a procedure card, especially as a woman, and you can't even trust being put under anesthesia or funny gas because you might wake up and your tussy cat may be sore. It just makes me want to give up on humanity. You know, and I hate that whole organizations end up getting sued because of the actions of one person. But these people need to sue the damn um, um not hotel, it might have been a hotel because they was in there inadvertently hoeing against their will and unbeknownst to them, but they need to sue the hell out of this hospital. And this doctor needs to go to prison for life. I want to speak to the psychological effects that taking advantage of someone that's helpless has on a woman or a man, but I'm speaking from a woman because I am one and I've been in this situation uh, before. Um, It affects you for the rest of your life. Um, yeah, they can sue, they can get money, he can go to jail, but like what it does to a person to not have control over their own body, to not know what someone did to them while they were under, like you have forever changed this person's mindset, their mentality, their belief system. Can they go to a doctor after this? Are they going to be afraid of men? There's so many things that's going to trigger this person. And, and, and then you just created another issue in another person. And what happens? A lot of times hurt people hurt other people. So it's like a vicious cycle that you're just contributing to. And you are supposed to have the highest standard of, of, of you know, personal accountability, of taking care of others. And you are taking something from someone with raping women that are unconscious. And I just feel like in America, rape does not get the punishment it's supposed to get. Commit a financial crime against someone, you know, it's... Uh, they throw the book at you. Well, if you if you if you're a minority, right? Rape someone, a lot of times it's a, a slap on the wrist, and these are lifelong effects that it has on the victim. I'm speaking from the victim's point of view, and I just feel like this is such a huge deal to me. To me, it's up there with attempted murder. It really, really is. You actually are murdering someone's soul and their spirit when you take their their, their from them like this sexually. Awful. All right, keep it locked because coming up next, speaking of Damn, rape and sexual abuse. <laughs> Goes on another rant. I'm so sick of him. How old is he? How many more years he got left, y'all, you think? Mm-hmm. I'm tired. And later on, we'll play the fun game of flashback trivia. Let's talk about it when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, Donald Trump and his uh, usual rants went viral after he called out Georgia prosecutor Fannie Willis. Take a look. When they say there's a young woman, uh, a young racist in Atlanta, say racist, and they say, I guess, they say that she was after a certain gang and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang or a gang member. And this is a person that wants to indict me. She's got a lot of problems but she wants to indict me to try and run for some other office. Uh, what's going on in this country is, uh, and by the way, wants to indict me for a perfect phone call. This was even better than my perfect call with Ukraine. I gotta say something first on this one. How dare you come for this black woman that's doing her job when you could barely do yours, and that's why you're in the situation you're in right now. You have the nerve to speak about someone's uh, sexual history when you have 17 women who have come out against you, and there would have been more if more of us wanted to deal with that at the time. 
All right. I remember girls, you know, flew out to New York, Miss Utah, my girl Temple. There's a whole bunch of girls you put your, you, you just, you know, helped yourself to put your hands on, your lips on. You have been um, found guilty of rape. Se- oh, I'm sorry. Sexual assault with E.G. Uh, uh, e. Carroll. The list goes on and on. And you want to talk about sex and people's background in that world? That is the one thing you might need to keep your mouth shut about. Okay, you cheated on your first wife that you buried on your golf course to get a tax break. Who knows what's inside of her coffin with Marla Maples, you cheated on Marla Maples with with porn stars and everybody else, all kinds of hookers. Then you got it with Melania. And while she's pregnant, you was with another porn star that you got in trouble for. Like the audacity of you coming for anyone. And that is crazy. It's like a hoe calling out, calling somebody else a hoe. And. It's unbelievable how hard you come for black women all the time. Let's not get into that. But anyways, I just had to speak on that because I have a, you know, I have personal history with this man. And it's just like, when you know you've done a crime and then you come for someone else who, do, who, who did something or you trying to say they did it, but you did it a hundred times worse, get the fuck out of here. He gets on. Not do another election cycle with this person. I have, I have post-traumatic stress with this man. Um, Al, what do you think about this? Sorry. <laughs> I don't Sorry, think, y'all. I'm mad. I hate this. I really I, don't I think there's him. much to be said. Left I, 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 I'm about to say the same thing. I said, <laughs> you, can Claudia, turn the page. you can turn the page. You can go on to the next thing. Feel free to go on to the next thing, Claudia. Because <laughs> I know for a fact that you're a cheater because you try to cheat with me. Oh, you try to okay. cheat with many girls at the Miss USA pageant in 1997. You was all over Miss Florida. I remember that. Oh, my God. You act like you want to bring them to your modeling agency and then you get them to your office and then, then they go Miss Little Mr. Hands. Try to put your mouth on everybody. This I know for a fact. I, this ain't no I heard. This is what I know. It's actually what I seen. So shut up coming for Fanny. She gonna get that ass together. You nervous. You trying to distract and make your followers go after her and harass her. Keep that same energy when 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 you get indicted again, and when you in, hopefully you in jail one day for what you done. All right, moving on. Coming up, join us for a fun game of flashback trivia. Stay tuned. Welcome back. All right, soulmates, you guys are always requesting a birthday shout out. So we're going to kick off the celebration tonight with our soulful birthday shout outs. First up out of Atlanta, Georgia, happy birthday, Alondra Givens. Happy birthday, girl. Next, we have Marie Sanko, who's celebrating her 41st birthday. Happy birthday, Marie. And last but not least, we have our girl, Janae Parker. Happy birthday, Janae. All right. right. Now, if it's your birthday birthday month, make sure you guys send us your name, photos, and your hometown to TGIF at foxhole.tv so we can give you your birthday shout and celebrate you. All right. Before we end the show, we're going to test our knowledge with random throwback trivia questions. Are y'all ready for a game of flashback trivia? Oh. All right, let's cue the music. First up, which cereal brand is known for this infamous line? They're great. Is it Fruit Loops, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, or Raisin Bran? Q, what is your answer? This is the easy one. I'd say B, Frosted Flakes. Al, what do you think? I'm going to say B. I'm going to stick with Q on this one. B, Frosted Flakes. All right, I'm going B. That's Tony the Tiger. Let's see what the answer is. Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Yes, we are all correct. All right. Mm-hmm. Khadija James was a fictional character played by which celebrity on which popular show? A. Raven Simone. That's a Raven. B. Queen Latifah, Living Single. C. Tempest Bledsoe, The Cosby Show. Al. I'm going to go with B, Queen Latifah's Living Single. Q. I'm going to go with B as well, Queen Latifah Living Single. 
I'm going to go with the same because I think that show was canceled way too soon. One of my favorites. We're all going with Queen Latifah, Living Single. The answer is B. We're all right once again. All right, fellas and soulmates in the chat. Name the hit song that Whitney Houston covered in 1992. A, I have nothing. B, greatest love of all. C, I will always love you. Funky. Ooh, about time we get a challenging question. I'm gonna go C, I will always love you. Okay, Al? Oh, geez, I don't know. A, I have nothing. I'm going to go B, greatest love of all. Someone, we, two of us are wrong. Somebody going to get it right. All right, let's see what the answer is. Oh, Funky oh, was right. I knew the you. walking jukebox was going to be right. Y'all know I know my R&B. All I had to think was bodyguard around what time? You was guessing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good one, good one. All right, which show was considered the first reality TV series? A. Big Brother, B, The Real World, C, Road Rules. Al? Hey, I'm going to go with B, The Real World. All right, Q? B, The Real World. I agree. I think I heard this was one of the first ones, The Real World. Let's see what the answer is. The answer is The Real World. All right, again. All right. How old was Tiger Woods when he won his first Masters? A, 21. B, 30. C, 25. Al? Ooh, geez, that's a good one. Uh, 20. I'm going to say, no, tw uh, 21. A, 21. Were you Googling just now? No, I was texting. Okay. I, I would say 21. I knew he okay. was young. He was the one youngest ever, right? 21. So it wasn't 25 and it wasn't 30. So I'm just, I'm, you know, 21. Okay, Q? I'm going to go A, 21. Just to be different, I'm going to go with 25. I don't know. Let's see what the answer is. Hey, hey. 21. You guys are right. I knew he was young. Yeah, he was really young. All right. What floor did the fictional character Broadman from Martin live on? Was it A, Broadman from the sixth floor? B, Broadman from the fifth floor? Or C, Broadman from the fourth floor? Q? It was B, Brother Man from the fifth floor. Al? I don't know why the sixth floor is resonating with me, so I'm going to go with A, the sixth floor. I'm going with B from the fifth floor because I remember this. I think. Let's see what the answer is. The answer is? Uh, all right. Fifth floor, fifth floor, okay. Well, that was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Okay, we we kind of nailed a lot of those those questions. We did pretty good. Good, good job, soulmates. Good job, Alan Q. All right, y'all, we've covered so many crazy stories this week, so we'd like to end our show by handing out an award to a person who exemplifies pure delusion. This is our teabag of the week. <laughs> All right, y'all, of course, I think y'all can predict this one. Our teabag of the week goes to the white people who started that brawl in Montgomery, Alabama, they get all the tea bags this week. Fellas, what do you have to say about our honorary tea bag of the week, Al? I think we should make them the honorary tea bags of the decade. <laughs> this is monumental. And the way that the community came together to support that and the way it's gone viral on um, Instagram and just in all the media coverage lets me know that this is going to be a historical moment forever. All right, Q, what are your thoughts? You know what? You know what? If F around and find out we're a group of people, it would be these people at the uh, Hennessy Tea Party. We gonna call it. I mean, <laughs> the, the Montgomery Hennessy Party versus the Boston Tea Party. This is the Montgomery Hennessy Party, what it should be known as. Um, listen, I'm glad they got the tea bag of the week, and I can't wait till they get the convictions of the century. <laughs> I love it. It's definitely fuck around and find out worthy, and uh, they deserve. You know, let this be a message to other people trying to jump people doing their jobs, not bothering you at all. All right, let's get back to some topics. In a recent episode of Masterclass, Issa Rae shared that she's glad she became successful in her 30s. Issa said, if I had started to pop in my early 20s, I would have been out here hoeing. So maybe it's good that you're popping later. <laughs> <laughs> 
What are your thoughts? And can you relate? Al, can you relate to this? What do you think? I, I wanna I wanna hear your thoughts. You were popping before your 30s. You were you were like in the scene for 10 years before your 30s. Were you hoeing? I wasn't because I didn't feel like I was really popping. Like I was working, but it, to me, it was just not really that big of a deal. I was like, it's not enough. Okay, price is right. It's not enough. Okay, deal, no deal. I, I just felt like there was more for me. So I really don't, and I didn't have the money to match it. Like I was getting paid six figures, but it wasn't like high six figures. So I, I, I didn't really feel like I had the time, but I was definitely popping. I could have taken advantage of some of those male suitors that would come my <laughs> way. I kind of wish I would have looking back now. Um, Q, what you think about popping versus, you know, the hoe? Does that make you hoe more? It can make you do a lot of reckless and irresponsible things. I think hoeing is a catch-all for whatever your vice might have been. Might have been alcohol, might have been overspending, might have been a lot of sex, might have been, you know, a lot of different things. I think hoeing is a catch-all for that. And I totally agree with her. Um, you know, a lot of people don't have the support systems and the wherewithal to handle fame, yet alone money, at such an early age. I mean, look at these ball players that come out of college and get these huge contracts. And the things that happen and how they squander through money or mess it up over girls. So she's definitely right. And there is something to be said about coming into massive public success at a later age versus being young. Yeah. And also think about people like Samuel L. Jackson. Like he didn't become super famous until he was 43 from doing Jungle Fever. What was it? He was Gator. And then yeah. remember when he turned 46, that's when he really became an A-lister in Pulp Fiction. And hell, look at me. I didn't start doing television thanks to Claudia once again and, and Fox Soul for giving me the chance. And we won't talk about my age, but. And then don't forget Morgan <laughs> it's Freeman. Morgan it's never, it's never too late, right? I, 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 of course, would have wanted to be successful sooner. Like I always wanted to like be this millionaire by 21, but I don't know if I would have handled it correctly. Mm -hmm. So I, I appreciate you I appreciate have. it more now. I definitely appreciate it more, more responsible, and I appreciate it. And I, I, I think people get it too fast. They're at it. They, 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 they lack that thing that you gain when you struggle. It's right. called humility. You see this with reality too, stars. You the know? beautiful thing is too, you got like you got clubbing out of your system you got reckless spending out of your system so when you come into it sooner you can savor it and you know it and do it and you're not trying to run to the club and buy bottles because you had already did that when you was you know not doing so well mm -hmm. agreed 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 all right hey better late than never because some people never yeah. get it okay i want to thank my co-hosts al reynolds and funky dineva for joining me tonight. Thank you for watching us on YouTube and make sure you watch the replay tomorrow and continue to keep our numbers popping on the replay. We love when y'all are almost as present the next day as you are the night before. Stay tuned for tracks and tales and we will see you back next week. Y'all have a good weekend, fellas. I hope y'all have a good one. Y'all do the same, Claudia, out there in Houston and have fun. Hope you make it to New York City, Claudia. I'll let you know. I'll let you know today. All right. Bye, y'all.